you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Happy Valentine's Day. I love you. It's all good. David. Football. Football David. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on Apple Podcasts and at NFL.com slash DDFP. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. There you heard two voices, two of the most important men in Dave Damashek's world in 2019. Little boy, football baby growing up, and, of course, Tom Brady. Sorry, ladies and fellas. As you just heard there, his heart belongs to me. No, my heart belongs. Wait, his heart belongs to me. That's what I mean. His heart. That's right. He loves me. I'm sorry, Matt Money Smith. Hi and hello and welcome to the Dave Damashek football program. And uh, and like I say, you just heard a third man who's important in my world, especially when it comes to talking about the great game of pro football and perhaps even more importantly, especially on a day like today, Valentine's Day, this weird holiday. It's Matt Money Smith, everybody. What's the poop, fella? I just had uh, the conversation with my youngest daughter, who is 11, going on 12 in June, uh, about why I reject the capitalist nature of Valentine's Day. I, I love it. Her. Yes, it was great. She was, and she was very interested. She's like, you, well, you didn't give mom any, anything? I said, no. I said, this is a corporate devised uh, holiday that, that herds you into a restaurant, gives you a fixed menu of, of just mass produced food and then shoves you out the door and charges you three times as much. I'm not falling for that crap. And she uh, embraced it. She was like, that makes sense. Good said, for you, you tomorrow. Exactly. That's what you do. You got to pay it forward. Matt Money Smith, don't pay your money to the to the florists right now. Unless uh, unless you heard me uh, vouch for a uh, specific uh floral uh i get behind that 100 yeah i'm I'm for that but besides that that. it's jive and i'm (laughs) pleased to report man of the year no one less than the walter payton man of the year chris long also stands on the right side of history um as he indicated on social media earlier this week yes this is a ridiculous holiday my beef with it is matt money smith and everyone within the sound of my voice as usual is the fact that it is now it's 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 weird for anyone to mark the calendar like, yes, this is a day of uh, to celebrate love, but also to give only one gender gifts. Only the one gender gets rewarded on on this holiday. When's it my turn? You we see get nothing. We get nothing but, except for uh, except for cold stares and judgment from friends and family. That's and, all we get. And you know what? In a show of solidarity, 
can we fellas come on with the flowers to the office? You know that this shows up everybody else. You know that this makes you look good, but makes the rest of us look bad. Likewise, these Facebook posts, listen, write a nice note with your hand, mind you. Don't type it in either. Write a nice handwritten note. The world doesn't need the show. And who's, a, who's the show for? I think you know who it's for. The world. You're trying to convince the world of something. Cut that crap out. Love it. Well done. Well done. Precisely, uh, precisely delivered. I appreciate that. Dave. Now, you and I are simpatico on this. Now, listen, I, I love to give flowers. And when the flowers show up randomly, like, oh, it's wait, it's uh, it's August 14th. Why? Just because that's a move. That's exactly the way you right. make a move in life. You understand? I'm a VP. No. You don't get that. No, I like Valentine's. Do you? Sweet. Do? Yeah. yeah, it's sweet. Why not? I'm surprised oh. by that. Okay. Like, do you want to go out to a dame. dinner? I don't want to go out to dinner. Okay, I think good. that's kind of lame. I don't want to be like, expected to go out to dinner for anything. So we're just going to hang out and like make okay. dinner and watch them. But like, I think it's sweet. Why not just like have a, a day to celebrate love? What about gifts? Like, are, are you expecting a gift? Um, Not like gift. Maybe some candy just because I like candy. Okay. But I, it goes both ways. I got Brett some stuff too. Uh, okay, Ooh, we'll see. Now that's that. see Big that's MVP there. If mm-hmm. you're doing that, then that now uh, my position on this uh, important matter can change a little bit. Eddie Spaghetti, I see you did your hair for Valentine's Day. That's not. It's <laughs> I was going to actually, but it's it's pouring rain outside in Los Angeles. Are you going to go out? <laughs> you and the special lady? That did not. Uh, that did not just happen. Out. Uh, <laughs> I was, was going to invest all this time in my hair, but because it's pouring rain, I. I, I why would I do that? Yeah. My hair will get messed up with yeah. all this rain. Exactly. Well, money. I didn't want to dress up because if you do the hair, you got to look a little bit nicer, wear better clothes. Like I, today, it's pouring out. I'm just going to wear okay. like my my Timberlands and like to you know I don't want to wear nice shoes and get all soaked. Your rain clothes. You're in uh, I'm in I'm in rain clothes exactly. So I just didn't feel like doing my hair uh, today. But yeah, I'm we're going out. Uh, we're doing all you could eat sushi, which is different than going to those price fixed, uh, you know, restaurants where the their head chef takes the day off because he doesn't need to work on a day like this. So we're uh, we're going to do some like fun, but not as like fancy like everyone else. Um, you know, uh, it occurs to me, Spaghetti, by the way, um, go back and listen, Matt Money Smith and everybody else within the sound of my voice to the podcast from earlier this week. We were joined by David Carr and we really did a deep dive just before the Flacco deal that I want to talk about. But we did a deep dive on where a lot of these big name QBs are going to land. And I talk about uh, in an ongoing way, the saturation of the NFL QB 2019. We're now fixed just about. We have a couple more locations. Washington needs a new QB at this point, Jacksonville and Miami. And at that point, we are at full saturation money. 32 teams will have halfway decent QBs. I know we can get cynical about how good Andy Dalton is, but they're all reasonable QBs. They're not some bum under center on any NFL team. As soon as this, once Nick Foles lands and a couple other names, we're going to be all set. Are we, have we reached the point, and, and I, I'm kind of just following what you just said there, Dave, have we now reached a point where we might have capable quarterbacks not playing football? I, like, it's, is it, is it, do, yes. do we have that in our field? I think we do, right? We have duplication, because here's what's going to happen, and we can uh, we can talk. I just want to say, get David Carr, and the other thing I wanted to tell you, Matt Money Smith, is that, uh, is that it was revealed that both David Carr and Eddie Spaghetti both like to use hair dryers. Do you use a hair dryer Ooh. on your hair? God, I don't no. I don't use a hair dryer. I said that to you. 
I have never used one. You, I thought you did say you did. No, you made fun of. I said I take between ten and fifteen minutes with with the hair. Ah, uh, that's still car study. Yeah, it is. I admittedly, it is too long. It might be even weirder, but okay. What if it takes fifteen minutes and you should change the way you're doing it? I mean, what gives? I and by the way, so I'm not good at it. Especially, it'd be one thing if you, you know, if if, if when you walked out, you looked like Don Draper, circa '68, but instead you look like this. I mean, this this is the oh, look, next, this is the work. This is what this is what 15 minutes yields. Neck down, it is ain't worth the, it. Neck down is because of the diet, but the, my hair is because I'm not good at doing it. So then, if I'm going to do it, I don't want it to look stupid. That's why it takes so long. What do you have to do? Like, if you said 15 minutes, I would automatically. I just screw it up. You don't have long hair. No, I just it. screw it up. It would be hair dry. What do you mean, screw it up? I have like a, weird, some... a couple weird calics. I have a weird hair. Like the like the part where I part it sometimes gets all screwed up. I have to. I just. I'm not good at Ooh. spaghetti. I don't know what the spaghetti. I don't know what the stakes would be, but would you be willing to submit? If you lost whatever our little non-monetary wager would be, would you be willing to submit to a perm? Sure. I don't okay. yeah, I don't have a shame. I do whatever. Great. You versus Emma, it's loser content. has to get a perm. Are you in Ooh, MVP? Like I'm in. You'll do. Hey, listen. You think Love I like it. Jive. I, you've come to the wrong place, sis. It's very funny. I'm down for a joke. Okay, but you'll get a perm if you lose? Yeah. Don't play games. Okay. All right. This is no game. Mm -hmm. This is fantastic. This is the game of life. Is that what's going on here? Is there any way to capture the scent of perm into a scratch and sniff sticker so we could share it with everybody <laughs> of how Emma or Eddie smell for like the first three days of Boy, their brand new perm? That smell reminds me of my youth going right? with, uh, going with Mo does. Damashek to the place and like, ugh, can't be worth whatever's going on in here. Whatever happens on the other, just can't be worth it. Um, so, yes, go back and listen to that one, uh, because along with talking about hairstyling, uh, David Carr um, really has some insightful stuff about the QBs and the state of these QBs who very often some guys take the slings and arrows on a daily basis, on a perennial basis. Other guys seem immune to being uh, being accused of maybe not being as good as they once were. David Carr um, takes the gloves off and uh, and gets into some of the big name QBs around pro football money. Joe Flacco is one of those guys by virtue virtue of winning that Super Bowl, what was it, six years ago now? And people keep hanging their hat on that. If you're a glass half full guy, the rest of the world seems to say that was the anomaly. The uh, decade of work otherwise is uh, is what resonates and how good he's going to be in 2019. How say you, Joe Flacco to the Broncos? Good move? Uh, I thought our, our old colleague and close friend, Matt Harmon, uh, had the uh, tweet of the century when ha it came to that decision. And it had the old space ghost, uh, two buttons in front of him and John Elway's face superimposed on old space ghost. And one button read bad QB and the other button read different bad QB. <laughs> I think that has kind of been the John Elway era. Save Peyton Manning decided he was going to come do it for a few years. I mean, it. We have the perfect test case, right? Last year, exact same team, exact same supporting cast, and you have a Super Bowl winning, uh, highest paid at one point in his career player in the NFL guiding the offense, and then you have a rookie uh, out of a supposedly unconventional for the NFL offense. Which one of them performed better and led his team into the playoffs, and which one had a sub-500 record? It just, I don't get it. I'm with you. I mean, you have the, the, the Super Bowl run was an anomaly. The postseason runs are an anomaly uh, from what he has put on on paper as his resume for the last 10 years. 
I what well, I, I agree, but I uh, but on the other side of this, first of all, I think Elway. We here here's his success. His last what four years or so includes by to talk about how fast things move and how quickly society can turn on uh, even John Elway. John Elway, the legend QB, he wins a Super Bowl in fifty, and everybody's like, boy. His tenure is stained. It's like, well, he won right. the Super Bowl. It wasn't that bad. But anyway, um, since then, he, and by the way, even that year, everybody kind of forgets about the Brock Osweiler stretch there. It was mix and match. It was kitchen sink. They win the Super Bowl. And I think with that experience, then Elway says, well, we'll do the same thing. We'll just we'll just have multiple QBs. Not, not one plus one equals zero. And I think Elway maybe learned that in this weird QB conundrum. It's the QB paradox. You can't just have Paxton Lynch and Trevor Simeon and then they get Chad Kelly and who am I for? Oh, and they still had Osweiler. It's like, well, one of those guys will work out. You know, ah, somebody, something good will happen here. No, you went 5-11. and 11, So then they say, no, let's just give it to Case Keenum, a savvy vet. That's what we need. That didn't work. I suspect that he's going to go back to the old approach. I think he's going to draft Kyler Murray or maybe or Drew Locke seems like the right kind of guy looking at Drew Locke lately. Um, it feels to me like I could see him doing that, which uh, as a side note or as a uh, – um, related conversation this is the other thing i don't like as to your point are we now going to have too many good qbs are we going to have 33 plus good quarterbacks walking the planet earth and only 32 spots for them to play in um i bet you denver's going to do that and the giants are going to take dwayne haskins to back up eli manning both of these are bad ideas choose one qb and roll that way how say you well, then I think you also have Jacksonville in there, right? I mean, they're, I would assume, clearly going to be in the quarterback conversation. Um, and, and there now you have those three guys, right? Haskins, Locke, I assume Daniel Jones is in there, and Kyler Murray. I mean, there's your first four. I mean, those are your four likely first-round selections at that position and, and where they fall and who trades up because you know one of them is not going to last until the 20s. So, I mean, by the time you get to, I think it's, what, 13 for the Dolphins? I would imagine all four of those guys are going to be gone. Of course. By the way, um, let's. I, I keep saying it, but I want to say it again. Stop with the nonsense about somebody, Kyler Murray or anybody else, slipping to the third. Come on, he's going at there. These guys go in the first round. This might be the last year, though, that anybody reaches uh, to do that, based on what we're saying. That I think that we are about to achieve saturation, and people won't I, have to reach. Yeah, I think back to your Elway, you know, conversation. I think the problem is, you know. One, it's it's not only the decisions he made, but the decisions that you know, he tried to make and didn't work out. You know, I mean, it, it, I think we, we forget that, you know, he, he traded. Uh, did he trade up or did he just straight draft Paxton Lynch? I feel like he traded up to get Paxton Lynch. That um, sounds right. I remember that got wonky that, uh, yeah, that the Cowboys were going to grab him. And that sounds familiar. I that. think that's what happened. So not only did you draft Paxton, but I, I feel like they traded up to whatever right so you, you basically you invest a first rounder in that guy uh you tried to sign Brock Osweiler you wanted to sign Brock Osweiler to a 50 to 70 million dollar deal you thought that was his uh you know you thought that he was worth that so I, I guess that's kind of my that, that's my issue it's like clearly he has got issues trying to evaluate that position um and it just it, it's it's if you can't get that right and you refuse to take any outside conversation 
um, or at least from the people that are capable in your organization that, that reportedly pushed back on the Case Keenum thing. And they're like, eh, I don't know about this. Hmm. Don't tell me. Don't tell me my business devil person. I'm John Elway. I know how to evaluate quarterbacks. And you end up with that. I think that's where a lot of the conversation is coming in. Like, hey, this guy either has to start kind of checking himself and involving other opinions with this particular position, or he's got to move on because it's clearly not working and it's the most important position on the planet of well, any it's sport. I, it's ironic, but it's it's kind of the uh, it's the Ted Williams syndrome. Certain superhumans just can't evaluate mortal men. They can't, you know, Ted Williams like, well, do like, hey, Skip, uh, how do I hit as good as you? Like, just lo- like you see how I did it, you should do some of that. Like what? I don't know what you're. <laughs> right. I don't know what John Elway looks at and sees. I think the only thing he can real. I mean, the the success that he had was with Peyton Manning, and that's another all time great. It. Maybe that's what he needs to do. Um, is uh, you know, I, I was short of doing that. He did try to get Kaepernick, um, a couple of years too. Although they didn't offer him starting money if I remember that correctly that would be an interesting fit and it's why I kind of think Kyler Murray makes some sense there too um, especially now that you have Flacco <laughs> imagine if poor Flacco if I'm right that they do double down now and use that seventh overall for another quarterback like I just I just left the Ravens in the same now you're doing I gotta I gotta train this guy now too it uh, it would it would probably be apropos for uh, for Flacco especially look I think the I think the idea behind Flacco isn't this is going to be an elite QB that wins us games. It's here is a pretty median level quarterback who has played on teams with good defenses that regularly wins between nine and 12 games. Right. Or I should say eight and 12 games is kind of your Joe Flacco. When, when you've got a really good defense on the other side of the ball, it seems as though more often than not, the Ravens were either in the postseason or in weeks 15, 16, and 17, we're playing for a berth in the postseason. I completely just, agree that the formula know, so, makes sense. Well, that, right. what, what the Ravens have done successfully, we're able to do here. Uh, play, We're going to run a lot of play action. Munchak uh, will hopefully help that offensive line a little bit. What they should do is uh, trade down and get a couple offensive linemen for Munchak to um, – to yeah, train up a little terrible. bit, right? And then, and then you have. They, I mean, if you think about it, if Flacco, if it's all, if it's all play action and the defense dominates, and you have those uh, two nice young runners um, from last year, and you have Cortland Sutton, now all of a sudden, this, if if the offensive line doesn't stink, that should be a, a halfway decent team. They just happen to be in a rugged division. That's the problem. Right. And that's that's, I guess, where you have to now ask yourself the question. OK, so now you got Joe Flacco. What is it? What is it that you think you're playing for? If you feel like the Chargers and the Chiefs are, I don't want to say leaps and bounds, but I mean, look, the Broncos beat the the Chargers last year. The Broncos should have beat the Chiefs last year. Remember, were it not for such a horrible pass by Case Keenum in the waning moments of that oh, game, yeah. wide open to Marius Thomas. So maybe, you know what, I'm going to immediately contradict myself and retract that comment. Yeah, I guess the Broncos defense is good enough. Where if you do have an average quarterback, uh, you ought to be able to 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 maybe win nine. Like, again, it's the Baltimore model: win, get yourself seven or eight wins by week fourteen, and then see if you can get to ten by week seventeen. Um, I mean, the defense is that good, no question about it. I mean, when you've got Von Miller and Bradley Chubb, the center of that line is solid. Uh, your linebackers are okay. That's probably a spot where you could upgrade a little bit. Um, but Roby, if Harris is right, you got good corners. 
Um, and Vic Fangio, we've seen what he was able to do with a very young, you know, Bears defense and turn them in. Granted, he needed Khalil Mack to take that next step, arguably the best pass rusher in the league. But, you know, he, he was able to do some great things on that side of the ball there. And he has his whole career. So why not? I mean, I, I get it. I just I think going in with the idea that that that's going to do more than just maybe get you to, to between eight and, and ten wins. I think having any grander designs than that is probably foolish in that division well that's why yeah that's why i say that uh that they draft the kids they're gonna take another uh rookie to to come uh, they're gonna take a rookie to come in there um other would be the big mistake by the way sorry to interrupt but is if this this is how we'll know whether or not he's uh you know, taking outside consult or if he is just putting his head down my way and I am the only one that has to say in this stuff is if he takes an offensive tackle. You know, if he ends up taking, hmm. uh, say, Jawan Taylor or Cody Ford or one of these guys, um, you know, in the first round with that pick. Uh, now, look, if he wants to trade back, you know, because he feels like, you know, someone's going to come up and get a quarterback and I don't want it. And this bounty is too good. I get a number one next year and a third this year to go back 10 spots. And, you know, then he takes the the offensive lineman, say Andre Dillard, the kid out of Washington State that DJ, by the way, was first on a long time ago. And now everyone's trying to hitch their their wagons to his horse, if that makes sense. I don't think it's something does. like that. Well, it's all something horse like based that. stuff. So, right. Yeah, but what I'm saying is if he does that, then I think that's the old John Elway that people can can maybe be like, oh, boy, here we go again. Hmm. Um, by the way, Matt Money Smith reminds uh, he and Daniel Jeremiah and uh, everybody else getting out there for the combine in Indianapolis <laughs> in the next week or so. You just wanted to say so. combine. That's I did. all you wanted to do there. And then also, I didn't promote. Make sure you listen to Game Theory and Money here on NFL Media. And of course, I think we're the- done with that for a while. Is that right? Then don't I believe look for she it. is. Um, yeah, I believe she is now. You know, she's working for uh, the Alliance, and uh, I am going to be doing some work for the Alliance here all on right. NFL Network. But I believe she is currently building her model for Alliance football. So game theory and money on hiatus until next year. Oh, excuse me. I stand corrected. Well, if you're looking for more podcasting action, you should uh, check out uh, the Petros and Money Show available all over the land. Doing very nicely, too, I understand, right? Or at least that's what you uh, and Petros say when I hear the show. I had uh, I had probably my finest or my uh, my most fun moment uh, as a you know as a benefit of being a host of the Petros and Money Show yesterday. I, I want to hear about this. Yes, yes, for the first time ever to play in a legitimate pro am. How uh, awesome! The, and by the way, look at uh, Matt Money Smith's Instagram account because uh, the swing was out there. It wasn't a humble brag. I mean, your language was a humble brag about like, oh, I was lucky to be out there, and oh, I'm glad I didn't uh, top this ball or whiff it or whatever. And but I you, mean, you, could and, well, you see know what's what? going on around me. It's it it, it was uh, very that was a very real possibility uh, that you just swing and miss. I hear you, but you didn't, and you posted no. the video. So I, I think spaghetti. You're the uh, humble brag expert here. Is that that was a humble brag that money did? No, I I think uh, I just did, wanted everybody to see his nice swing. I I did play uh, high school golf. Actually, I used to golf quite a bit. Oh. Uh, it's so nerve wracking. Like when you play a, in a competitive uh, game and you have a bunch of other people you don't know staring at you, and it's like a ball. You can go to a a, a driving green and you a driving range and you could hit up a thousand balls, wouldn't miss a thing, wouldn't top anything, and then you go to the course and there's a bunch of people watching you in a big event like money he was playing in and you go and screw it up and you're just like wow how big was the crowd there money i'd say there were probably around us probably 40 to 60 people that's a lot of people staring down you got the guy 
Kelly uh, Kelly Jones there doing his rap, and I'm the I'm the last guy. So Patrick Cantley's already driven the green. Uh, <laughs> Yankees outfielder Aaron Hicks is is hit an iron like 290 yards. Mike Mustakis <laughs> has just bombed the drive, and I'm the last guy. I have to go last. I've got to follow these professional athletes. So yeah, it was like a. It really was. And I, I truly did look at the, the Hyundai or the Genesis that was to the left of me. And I was like, if I snapped this hard enough, could I break a window? <laughs> like That was my swing thought before I stepped into the tee box. Oh, yeah, that that stuff is legit the worst. Yeah, I was uh, I was an alternate uh, little known fact on my uh, high school golf team, too. I played in How about one that? match. I played in one match. And uh, yes, it's it's uh, horrifying. Yeah, it's, it's I don't, yeah. that repeat. Well, I mean, it's why field goal kickers missing the clutch when they drill them all year long. Um, yeah, that's the thing I can't imagine is golfers. I don't know. I guess you repetition is what helps you overcome it. But if you're really good at golf in your first year on the tour, that has to be so jarring when those people are gathered, not just right behind you. Like if you ever have a tree near you when you're swinging the club, you're like, I, I, I just don't feel right. I can't really cut it loose here when there are human beings gathered around you. And then 50 yards ahead, like all I would think about is like one of you's catching this in the ear. Like what? Right? One <laughs> of you's got to get like what? I don't think this is safe. They, no, but they do that at pro-ams. It's like, you know, am means that we're, we're not pros. Ergo, you shouldn't stand like 50 yards where the, where the ball is 10 feet from where I mean for it to go. That, this ball could certainly hit you right in the forehead, fella. That is when uh, the whole positive swing thoughts, and which I have none of. I, I, I will never stand over a ball and say, oh, yeah. I'm going to flush this thing to within three feet. That is not what I think. It is always, I'm going to spray this right. I'm going to hook it left. I'm going to duff. You know, those are my swing thoughts. So, I mean, and again, you know, I, I, I probably could take you through every single swing of the round for whatever reason. I have a good memory for, for rounds of golf. But on the third hole, my second shot, I hit a good drive, but it kind of just peeled off to the right a little bit. And there were a group of people standing up kind of halfway between <laughs> the green and I. And I'm thinking... Why are you standing there? I have to hit it right over. You know, granted, it's only about 140 yards away, so it, it should obviously be on a high trajectory going into the green. But still, I could cut into the middle of this ball and kill one of you. Please move, but you can't say that. And it's just it's nerve-wracking. It really is. Well, as we sit here in mid-February, a lot of people have golf on the brain. Um, have you ever, Money, what happens when the group behind you hits into you? How does Matt Money Smith handle that? It depends if uh, usually if it happens once, no big deal. I just assume somebody, you know, hit the drive of their life and just well, whatever, you know. But if it, I have gotten into an argument with someone once in my life mm. from hitting into me. Uh, I hit into a group twice and they yelled at me. And both times it was exactly that. I just bombed drives. And, and the, the reason I got into not a physical altercation, but we were yelling at each other was because it rolled up on them. They were probably, you know, it was probably a 20-yard roll, and it rolled up to where the person was hitting. It's like, hey, easy, okay? Um, it, it landed. You aren't going to get maimed, a, right. Right. It's like it, it caught a little speed lane there and rolled up to you. Big deal, you know? Granted, it was the second <laughs> time, but, I okay, I caught a couple <laughs> drives. You're 300 yards out. That's it's a rarity for me. Um, but there was once when I was on a green and uh, a, th a par three, and I was walking off, and it was the second time it happened, and this dope behind me snapped his par three shot, and like it whizzed <laughs> right over our heads and, and hit the bridge that we were crossing and rattled around. 
and I started screaming at him, and this guy's yelling about, uh, why are you taking so long? And it got to, it turns out it was uh, former UCLA quarterback Dennis Dummett. <laughs> who, who I had not met yet at the 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 place where the, the place where I do all, all my golf, and um, he's a very nice guy. But yeah, like we were we were having it out right there on the the eleventh hole because he for the second time like was in somehow because that's what you do right you hit into someone if you feel like they're playing slow. But we're right behind the group in front of us. It's like what? Well, what, if it's a par you, three, right? <laughs> exactly. It's like what do you want me to do? We're standing in the tee box waiting like you are. It's a slow day, and then I'm glad he did it because. When I mentioned it on the radio the other day, uh, Petros's father, my radio partner, John Papadakis, who was an All-American linebacker at USC, mentioned in a game, I don't think it was him, it was one of his teammates, was so angry at Dummett, they played at the same time, that he bit him in the rear end so hard <laughs> that he drew blood <laughs> in a pile. <laughs> so we got that story out of it. John Papadakis me- bit uh, Dummett on the bum. Right on the bum so oh. hard that it drew blood and a big brawl broke out. And he's like, you know, that's and, and you know, I, the, the way that that Petros' dad <laughs> talks, it's, his voice is just filled with he's violence. And that's when that's when football was football. And that's when the goal of a game was to prevent forward progress, not outscore your opponent. And yes, we bit him on his ass and, it, and he deserved it. <laughs> it so, it that's so the best. That's you know, I, my tip is. For anybody, if, again, you let one go, but if it happens a second time, right. what my, what uh, me and my friends uh, Richie and Brett and Josh, we would do is uh, you just hit it back at them. That's the good move. Is that, if, if that, exactly that sends the message? You just Although return a very their ball. To them. Move by you the lost way. your ball. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, but, yeah, that's a very you, dangerous move. I did once. Uh, I once jerked it uh, so far off the green. They were at the uh, in the in the tee box uh, nearby. Um, I, I, uh, jerked my second shot so badly that it hit the guy in the tee box after they left the hole. (laughs) And by the time I got up there, he was like, you hit my friend in the hand. And he was running his hand (laughs) under the, under the water fountain. Like that's, I don't think, (laughs) I feel bad for your friend, but I don't think the water fountain's going to fix it. No, no, sorry. (laughs) They clearly, by the way, clearly an accident. Clearly, uh, because you were in the other tee box and I was going for yeah, the green here. Yeah, I'm just bad. So. It wasn't intentional. I'm just terrible. Yeah. What do you want from me? <laughs> exactly. No, I'm not sure what that happened there. So, yes, a couple times I have been involved in that. Spaghetti was on the golf team or played a lot. I of was, yeah. I was, I was, yeah, I was decent in the early, early part of high school. And then I, uh, I got, I got, fr- I did, I don't like golf anymore as much because of uh, whenever I played sports, I always thought I was one of. I, I was competent, and some days in golf, when you have a bad day, and I'm sure you and Money could uh, attest to this, you have a bad day in golf, it, I, it, you just can't shake it, and the rest of the day is just ruined, and I'm just frustrated, and that just I, made me go crazy. I've never understood when people say, I love golf because it lets me get away. You know, like, I, I don't have to worry about work or what's going on. Yeah, instead, you replace that worry with just with just a grieving anger and frustration. I, I, that's all it is. It's just, ah, yeah, you know, it's, it's the worst uh, thing in the world. But Matt Money Schmidt does it eight times a week. So yeah. I got to get back to it. It's the only sport I can play anymore. It occurred to me recently, that's I'm never going to play competitive basketball again. I'm, I've reached a station in my life. I'm never going to play a hardcore three-on-three game again. I think you just created some DDFP off-season content. DDFP oh, goes to the my course. Back. DDFP oh, yeah. hits the playground. All right, I'd love to do that. Emma, do you golf? We'll get Emma out there as well. 
I don't, but I'll do it. All right. Whoever right. shoots a, a better score uh, doesn't have to get a perm. You and Spaghetti. Perfect. How often do you play competitive basketball, Dave? Like, were you doing it three on three? And... I used to do it all the time. Okay. I mean, I mean, that, this is now a decade ago, but I used mm -hmm. to faithfully every weekend play uh, three on three for hours on end. Oh. Right. We'll get you back out there. Nah, there you nah, go. I can't do it. I have the same response, by the way, because I, I do have friends that um, – that were much more accomplished athletes than I were. And it's very easy to be a much more accomplished athlete than I was. Um, but they uh, played, you know, Division One sports in college, and they still keep it going. They play adult league soccer. They play adult league basketball. And they routinely invite me out. And I have the same stock answer, which is I like my hamstrings. I'm not going to blow them, so I'm not coming to play your stupid games because inevitably that's what always happens, and it happened to me, and I learned my lesson by playing adult league baseball, deciding to, to relive my high school glory in the Beverly Hills Adult Baseball League back in the day, and the first time I, I smacked a hit uh, and sprinted to first base, I blew my hammy because you don't fire your legs as an adult, and that's what happens when you're playing competitive sports. Instinctively, if you were ever an athlete, you fire your legs, and when they're not prepared to do that, you blow hamstrings, that's right. you and know, that's what happens. Money knows uh, he has a mutual friend, uh, Kevin Hedge. He's a supreme athlete, and, he, and he's like, I got a new place. I got a, ba I got a court in the backyard. We got it for old time's sake. We got we to gotta get a couple games in. Let's get some runs in. I'm like, no, I, no, I, I will definitely rip my Achilles. That's that's <laughs> <laughs> that's what will happen and to what end I, I this isn't a nostalgic tour i would like the idea of nostalgia except when it uh, causes severe uh, bodily harm anyway money uh before we let you go and by the way stefan diggs coming up as soon as uh oh, money you know. and uh, the rest of the gang and i finish up here um i want a great and by the way what a what a what a mensch this guy is he's delightful he's one of these he's one of these guys that you want to believe populates all of stardom whether it's show business or professional sports or music or whatever these uh these rare uh and kind of cool high-paid jobs stefan diggs you really get the vibe off of him that uh, he enjoys it and you know gets all the the great stuff about it and isn't uh, one to bellyache in fact wait till you hear his stuff maybe uh, some uh, high-end wide receivers who are looking to get traded right now could learn a thing or two about that he's like well uh, uh, i don't care yeah no thielen gets more power. I don't, that's cool with me. I don't care. Whatever. Did we win? Yeah, that's fun. Oh, yeah, that's my guy. You're just a uh, super sunny disposition. Anyway, um, speaking who are of these, these... Who are these high-end receivers you speak of? Well, I hear... Are you speaking in general, or you have someone specific in mind? I mean, yeah, I'm just talking about the uh, the notion of the uh, prima donna wide receiver, but as it happens, Eddie Spaghetti whispered in my ear on my way into the studio, what about Odell Beckham maybe getting traded? And then for some reason he has on the rundown here, Odell Beckham rumors uh up again who's worth more a b or odell what does that mean spaghetti i again oh, and I th i'm not trying to throw him under the bus here but our our rundown is a group effort that added on question was was not well oh me. so that means you don't think it was a good question yeah sorry That's what it sounds like to me sorry for putting that on there guys it's, I a, think it's a national question. conversation but <laughs> don't uh don't answer that one i will say this to stick up for emma's oh, point oh, one wait, wait, stick up for you well no i think <laughs> i think if you're a franchise trading for one of these guys you, the obvious answer is odell beckham in terms of what you can get next season maybe we'll want like if say if if antonio brown goes to the colts i could see him putting up monster numbers better than odell beckham just because the giants are more of a run-based team now anyway and uh saquon and, and ingram and Shepard steal those targets from him so i i could see that for a one-year maybe two-year basis yeah that could be oh better. are you down for so. that noise then uh spaghetti 
move in Odell. No, not in, not in the least. I think it's awful. I'm glad last year that Gettleman ended it and said, like, we're, we did not sign him to trade him. And I now Jay Glazer, you know, answered some mailbag question in his article and started up this whole new rumor thing again. And Odell to the Browns has been like what people have been saying. I don't want this at all. It doesn't make any sense. I thought Odell actually was happy like going into this offseason, seeing that there might be a new quarterback and Saquon winning rookie of the year. He feels more confident. I, I The last thing I want is to to move him. The bigger thing you got to do is move on from 10, as I keep telling you. Just get start anew with Haskins. It'll be a new a good new energy. Don't uh, try and hold on to what happened uh, six, seven, eight years ago. Uh, Money, what do you think? Odell Beckham, any, uh, any truth to this? Any chance that Odell Beckham is not playing for the Giants? I would like to point out for a topic that Eddie was quick to poo-poo and wanted no credit for. He did a <laughs> three-minute, three- to five-minute bit of analysis on, on the multi-facets available in this one question that was submitted by Evan. Maybe, maybe, that's, maybe that's how we settle who has to get a perm, is money and handsome Hank and I will keep separate tabulations like uh, boxing judges and we'll reveal our cards like, well, that's one strike against spaghetti. And we'll just whoever has the most strikes has to get a perm. <laughs> I just that's didn't want to. Goal. I just didn't know. I didn't want to. That's not my style to throw him under the bus. So I was sticking up for her. Her addition. But you did. It. What? Who would have known if you didn't mention you, it? You immediately threw under the bus. Well, and I, then you I, went on I to answer the question. I was clarifying. Of analysis. I clarified the the top, the rundown topic and just said that that was not my half of it. But I could understand why Emma put that in the rundown. But see, Eddie, this is why you get two strikes now, because it's not your half of the rundown or her half of the rundown. It's the twos of you's rundown mm-hmm. and you own it in, it, together and you never acknowledge who is responsible for what. You accept the great and the, uh, the, the not so great, in your opinion, as one. You're right. Team first. You're right. Exactly right. What a, no wonder you played golf, the individual. <laughs> this rundown this rundown's going to come and go, but permanents are permanent. Do you understand, <laughs> exactly Spaghetti? Right. I want you to think about that as we uh, as we go forward here. So do you think do Odell think? gets moved? AB's getting moved, right, uh, Money? Do you think there's any way? I mean, the the math does get wonky it for does, the Steelers right? side. It do, and, and But the, the nonsense that... I mean, it's well, I'm not going to make comparisons to any other uh, people in in our society right now. But this changing things after you, the the reason people are going to part of the reason people want you, Antonio Brown, is because you're under their control contractually. Oh, no. But if if I get traded, I want a new deal. What? What is it? How can we make a trade for you then? It's it. uh, I don't see them. It goes back. I think we had this conversation last week. I don't see them waving him. I think there's zero chance of that. And I don't know who wants to trade for someone who clearly is a disgruntled and B disillusioned. Right. Uh, I I don't or or has uh, has delusions of grandeur. Like what? Where do you think you're going to go that that is going to be a better situation for you than the Steelers? And if you aren't able to and I guess the one thing you could say in Antonio's defense, and I know you won't appreciate that, but. Um, there is a ridiculous amount of drama in that locker room. And maybe if you get him to a place that is more structured and more disciplined, he would be a different player off the field. I I don't, you know, I have nothing to prove that, but it certainly seems like with the drama provided by Ben, by Le'Veon, by Antonio, your three, you know, highest profile players, that there are some issues there that for whatever reason, 
you know, aren't under control. And I don't know whose fault that is, if it's the individuals themselves or if it's an issue with the hierarchy and the structure of that team that, that maybe a team could talk themselves into. Well, I mean, look, you can see it's happening all over with all those guys out there. So we trade for Antonio, and I'm sure he'll be fine. That's right. It always goes back to what uh, Bucky Brooks taught us many moons ago. They, there's all, excuse me, there's always going to be someone with the ego, a GM or a coach or whatever. It's like, we can fix this. We, we right. can make this right. I believe that that can happen. But the, if the assumption is that we have to blow up the existing contract is what? That makes that doesn't make sense. It, it uh, It's very weird. So I will I guess we'll have to wait and see for another uh, month what happens with AB. But I will say in the meantime, it's very exciting seeing all these trades and all the, the rumors and stuff. It keeps uh, pro football vital through, uh, through the 12 months of the year. Um, money and I what, think legitimate free agents too by the way like you know oftentimes free agents don't necessarily have you know serious impact on a team's success or failure but I think there's enough teams that are one or two players away you know impact players specifically on defense you know I just think you add like either an Anthony Barr or an Earl Thomas to the Chargers and that changes things dramatically for what you know Gus Bradley is able to do with that defense. And I think there's a number of teams that, you know, you could kind of suggest as much, Um, you know, not the same with the Chiefs. I mean, if the Chiefs were to go out and sign Earl Thomas um, or, you know, a top tier, let's say they decide to take a flyer on Jason Verrett and he is healthy. And now you've got him in your secondary with that pass rush. I mean, I think you could really see same thing with the Packers Um, teams make big jumps based on what's available to them in free agency this year. Yeah, I hear you. It's a, and, you know, if you if you do just from the fantasy standpoint, not uh, chemistry or anything else, you start plugging 84 into almost any roster and start right. uh, imagining what that could do for your over. I mean, you put them on the Colts, yikes. But I just don't think Chris Ballard, based on what that seems like, the year one of Ballard and Reich regime, I don't think they're going after Bell or A.B. But uh, we'll wait and see with, uh, with all that stuff. It's uh, reckless speculation. The one thing nobody's really talking about money since we had our conversation a week ago it's very weird what's going on with Todd Gurley complete silence so he wasn't hurt then what what happened there Todd Gurley's just fine he's he's one of the superstars in the NFL I know he's already made his money but it's very strange to me that this is not a point of discussion ongoing right now like wait so I think it's so it's what great. happened there, man? What? Wait, the, yeah. the the fat guy who wasn't on a team two weeks ago? Yeah, we're going to give him equal carries, if not more than you. The greatest home run hitter in pro football right now. Why? It is no. a great uh, observation, and I hate taking shots at the L.A. media, but you have to um, because the people that cover the Rams, uh, for shame, uh, they, they are too busy. Uh, sticking up for the L.A. fans and how much they love the Rams and the ratings on TV and what is the total number versus what is the actual rating and how dare you say there were more Cowboys fans in the Coliseum than Rams fan. That's that's not your job. Nobody cares about that. That's that's social. That That's Twitter. You know, that's, that's propaganda. Uh, that's, that's, right. Yes. What you need to do is figure out and put Sean Sean McVay's feet to the coals and say, Direct question, was Todd Gurley hurt? No. Then why is he not carrying the ball? Why Why is last year's Offensive Player of the Year and someone who had more touchdowns, even though he was missing four games, not touching the ball more than any other player on your roster? Well, you know, we want to separate. What we want to do is separate those. No, that's not how it works. 
That's not how it works anywhere. Where a guy that was not on an NFL roster for four straight weeks before joining your team because of somebody's injury gets more carries than a guy in the Super Bowl. That doesn't work that way. So I think you're absolutely right. It was the media's responsibility to make that the number one story coming out of the Super Bowl as opposed to what the ratings were in L.A. and how many how few jerseys were in the stadium in Atlanta compared to Patriot fans. And instead, they decided to latch onto that and freaking defend their their franchise that they cover. It was stupid. It's really weird. I don't I, it, it really is bizarre. Anyway, you know what, Matt Money Smith, you have uh, important matters to tend to, like uh, the aforementioned radio show, your children not shopping for Valentine's Day and, and instead right. maintaining your own dignity. All those reasons uh, will let you go now. Appreciate it. Next time, we must do a good true detective discussion here. What's going oh, on? Oh, for certain. What, what a season. It's a great it's back. Well, next week we'll have but uh, one episode left. And uh, I can only imagine the penultimate episode will be full of a ton of new developments because the the final episode just has to be peak action, right? Like this is... I don't know. I, I will say I didn't love, and I don't want to go down the rabbit hole now, but I, I, I will say the it was a grave disappointment however many years ago that was three years i loved cole uh rust cole i loved that whole thing and the way it resolved with him basically uh um you know having a spiritual awakening i was like yeah i know it would have been easier uh for the for the writer to have killed him that's the easier conclusion to come to to, to come to i don't know it just mimicked too much of uh um silence of the lambs and all that stuff towards the end that's but, fair but this is very exciting. Everybody get caught up uh, in time to listen to Matt Money Smith, Eddie Spaghetti, and me break this one down. You're not a viewer, right, MVP? I am, but I need to get caught up. I'll get caught up by then. I'm only, I got all I'm caught up. Behind. The reason I'm uh, anxious to do it is because now I'm yeah. fully all caught up. As for sure. Of it's really good so far. Night. Um, all right. Thanks so much, Matt Money Smith. Make sure you check him out. Petros and Money. Track it down in Los Angeles, AM 570. Otherwise, iHeartRadio on the app. Listen to the show. Uh, you'll laugh. You'll you won't cry, but you'll you'll laugh when you hear John Papadakis tell some good stories about biting about guys biting on the butt, bumps. stuff like that. Hey, uh, happy um, not celebrating Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Yeah. Day to you, Matt Money Smith. We'll talk to you soon. You as well. Thanks so much. There he goes, Matt Money Smith, golfer supreme. Nice, look at him on Instagram. Nice, uh, nice easy stroke there, right, Spaghetti? Did you admire it? He, I, I'm, I'm shocked when Money said that he doesn't like playing sports. I could see him being a guy that oh, he said, seems Come active. On. He what, plays golf. That's Money's bit. It's a, the whole life is a humble brag. Because we are. Oh, I'm good at golf. I'm a legend on local radio. Right. Well, you know, come on. I, I, I thought that he'd be a guy that would play like some pickup leagues or whatever. Uh, like he, like you said, he golfs frequently. I could see him being more of an athletic adult than most. What I didn't care for, and I, I, I just want to make it clear, it didn't, uh, it didn't, uh, I didn't miss the shot. Speaking of playing basketball, MVP took a shot, but it wasn't a set shot. It wasn't a three-porter. No, this one hit right between the eyes, MVP. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. think I, you think I'm incapable of playing ball? Well, now Kinda. I am, but I, I, I used to be good at playing ball. I can't ball. picture Not it. Not good. Sorry. I don't know what that's supposed to even, can't picture it. Can't picture it. A man of my carriage, I understand, as you see me in 2019, yeah, it might seem a little silly, but, you know, a couple years ago, I was five, I wasn't, you know. A couple? All right. (laughs) Dozen or so, something like that. I'm sure you're great. Does that surprise you, Spaghetti? Uh, I'll end up, me and Emma were both very shocked that you played basketball. that frequently what the hell what who, is that who was league like it was like you and corolla i know he talked about playing with you a bunch like what who what would that what, what did that league look like 
I'm, I'm not here to explain myself to you. What are you <laughs> talking about? I'm not, I, I am the slowest coordinated person I've I, I've ever known. But that doesn't mean I'm I'm completely incapable. I I've seen, have you ever I've, seen the hose? I've, you ever seen me unleash? I have, and I've seen your shot too outside over here. It's a good shot. All right, shot. so it's then what else shot. do you need to know? You're like Clay Thompson. You don't dribble. You just stand in the corner, wait for the ball to come, knock down the three. That you're about to find out uh, what else I can do. I, I'm no stranger to the fisticuffs. You're going to be on the wrong end of that, friend, when we finish up. All right. Now let's uh, hear from number 14 of the Minnesota Vikings, shall we? A delightful fellow, like I said already. We get into all of it. What happened with Kirk Cousins, the tumult towards the end of the year with uh, Adam Thielen. And as you'll hear here, it's all sunshine and rainbows where Stefan Diggs, and that's, by the way, not me being cynical. I sincerely mean that. He's a delight who probably greases the skids for that offense to roll into 2019. They're likely will not be controversy because of his attitude in large part as a uh, as a bona fide superstar in pro football. Here he is, everybody. It's Stefan Diggs. You're listening to Dave Damashek. You're listening to Dave Damashek. You're listening to Dave Damashek. All right, look who it is, everybody, from the Minnesota Vikings, the big hero, one of the great plays of the Super Bowl era. It's simple as that. When they in 50 years when they have the the reel of the greatest plays in in pro football history this will be among it the guy who authored that play number 14 from the minnesota vikings stefan diggs what's happening fella i'm just hanging out how you doing i'm doing well let's start off uh i saw you at uh at the same steakhouse last night how was your experience i didn't know you were uh, creeping on me but i was following you but you know why because that's what someone in my position who's willing to go the extra mile. <laughs> there we go. There we I go. I had to get to know Diggs the man, without, <laughs> you know, so I could be fully prepared for this conversation right now. I, I can appreciate that. Yes. You know. Was it too much when I reached over and took a bite of your steak? Yeah, I, I was going to call what they should have had security on you. Well, I didn't know. Yeah, it was. Uh, you you played it real cool, you know, and I appreciate that, you, that, that I didn't wind up in handcuffs. Um, but uh, tell us about, as we talk food and uh, and related drink, yes. uh, you, you're uh, excited about Tivana and Starbucks. Yes, eh? yes. Uh, for me, it's it's huge. You know, I love Starbucks. You know, I've been loving Starbucks for a very, very long time, and um, I was looking forward to this partnership just because you get to do something that you love, and I love the teas. So, actually, my favorite right now is Mango Black. You might want to check it out, you know. I will. You know what I've only recently discovered in my life What's as that? a as a grown-up is tea. I like a wow, nice tea, yeah. and I like a nice iced tea. There we go. And I like there to have go. a green tea sometimes, uh -huh, uh -huh. and I, 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 I actually go to the store. What it, what it, Tivana has everything for, for your needs, I would say. If you if you like green tea or you like black tea or mango, a little mixture of both, they'll, they have it over there. They'll make it happen. In the I like a nice English breakfast sometimes, yeah. you know? <laughs> for me, I like, I'm a fatty guy, so... So oh, yeah. You, yeah, yeah. I like the whole eggs, bacon, and then my tea. I Well, listen, if you're gonna, if we're going to talk uh, breakfast fare, let's, <laughs> let's do it. I haven't uh, thought about this in a while. Favorite breakfast meat? Uh, it gets a bad rap because they say it's bad for you, but it's so good. Bacon. I mean, okay, that's a good answer, but what really has come along in the last decade or so is the notion of thick cut bacon, mm. you know? They didn't do that when I was growing up, but now like you're you're a lousy breakfast joint <laughs> if, you're, if, if an option isn't thick cut bacon. Yeah, cause like, 
it's all about evolving, I would say. Mm -hmm. and, you know, um, right. it's my air. I'm, I'm, it's my air of thick cut bacon. You had the old bacon, it. you know. You had your time, though. Speaking of evolution, I'm pleased to see that in the 21st century, the NFL has finally loosened up on what numbers uh, receivers are allowed to wear. Mm -hmm. But I'm struck by the number 14. That's a oh, weird one yeah. for a wide oh, receiver. Man. Like 11 yeah, is kind of yeah, yeah. cool, 10 is good, but 14, where'd uh, that come from? There's a story behind it. Um, I think there were like 14 receivers taken before me and it was uh, 14 was another thing for my dad. You know, my dad passed away when I was 14, so it was another way. And at the combine, I think I wore something close to that too. So it's a, 14 came around a lot, and out of the numbers, they were either 14 or like 89 or like 83, and 14 seemed the most like guy like goes. Yeah, 89 is a crummy receiver. <laughs> yeah, those those teen digits are good. The next era is like when you get to be a one. A single you know? digit. That'd be the cool. man. I you maybe you could talk to Treadwell and say give me the eleven because the eleven's uh, kind of cool too. You got to negotiate the eleven. People don't want to just easily give that up. Well, listen. At this point, what's done is done. Mm. Although Kobe and guys like that oh, have changed man. their number yeah. mid season, yeah. uh, mid uh, career. But if you stick with the fourteen, you're in good shape. In fact, though, I feel like it has a weird. I don't know if you're a, a sports historian, but a little bit. I don't want to. I don't want to make you feel bad, mm -hmm. but that number isn't exactly a great number because Dan wow. Fouts is a Hall of Famer, but he didn't go to a Super Bowl. Pete Rose, you heard about him. He yeah. had gotten into trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Like Andy Dalton. Did anybody good wear 14? Well, I just said Andy Dalton. <laughs> 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 Stephon Diggs wears it. That makes it good. Um, let's talk about what it's like. So everybody all through the 2018 season was yeah. saying, Best pair of receivers in pro football, Diggs and Thielen, Thielen and Diggs. Yeah. Do you, first of all, agree with that assessment? It's kind of hard. It's not hard for me to say, actually. I was going to say it's kind of hard for me to say, but it's not at all. No, well, you don't, don't jive me or use, yourself. Usually, Admit it. I usually leave it up for interpretation, you know. It's usually fan favorites, too. You know, uh, you're going to be a fan of us or anybody else. You know, I don't speak on anybody else's names, but for us, uh, we go back and forth each and every day about it. You know, not more so about being a being the best duo, but more so individually being the best you you can be and kind of meet in the middle that way. Well, it's funny because I've talked with Reggie Wayne, who was yeah. a part of one half of a great duo yes. with Marvin Harrison and how that impacts, uh, for instance, Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster yeah. and, and, and the dynamic of that. And it does seem like that there can be legitimate issues that spin off of that. You exactly. witness what's going on with Antonio Brown. Yeah. You wonder if part of that has to do with jealousy, if that's what mm -hmm. the what that is. How do you tamp down when Thielen is on that historic run of 100-yard of yeah. games and everything? And I'm listen, it's not because you're here in Thielen, is it? <laughs> I, I see. Yeah. I see who's drawing the double coverage. <laughs> I see who's dropping the top uh, cover corner. Okay, how do you not, how do you resist the urge to be like, hey, everybody, did you see who was matched up with me? <laughs> how, do you, how, do you, how do you let that go and just be about like, hey, I'm glad uh, we're doing well? Yeah. And for me, uh, since I've been in the league, I've always been like, I've always been a team guy. I've always been what's best for the team. And, you know, at times I get a lot of attention. And uh, from the attention, I call it respect. You know, I get a lot of respect. I remember we played Seattle. I got like triple team one time. And I've never experienced nothing like it, but I know if I'm getting triple team, somebody's open. Mm -hmm. You know, for me, I kind of keep that team first mindset. And 
you know, my guy's going to eat. You know, you leave him out there by himself with anybody, he's going to eat. So uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't mind taking the backseat for team success, you know. That's a boy. That's interesting. And like I say, I'm not calling anyone out by name, but some guys don't like that. You know, I understand. I understand. It's kind of hard because do you, you say know. to Thielen, but do you say to him like, just so you understand? No, nah, no, nah, nah, Adam, nah, just nah. so you understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad for you and your hundred yard. <laughs> but you understand that wouldn't happen. <laughs> no, nah, I'm 14. Here. I couldn't be that guy because, <laughs> you know, I, I push for guys genuinely because I feel like if. You do that or, like, you want more for yourself and want, want another guy's situation, you'll block your own blessings. And God, got a, God got a blessing with my name on it. I'll just get it when I get it. Well, that's a great philosophy, yeah. and I'd like to, you to, to address uh, other receivers in the league, and perhaps yeah. you can share that love. It, it happens because I just, you know, different situations, different teams, you just never know all the pieces, the little pieces. I don't know. You know, if it is, it is. If it isn't, it isn't. But, you know. Uh, I hope things get better over there. An admirable, an admirable point of view. Yeah. Now, speaking of well uh, wishes for other teams, do you feel bad for the Saints? Last year, you do what you do to uh. them, and then this year they go out in the fashion they did. What gives yeah. with these Saints? Uh, and is that a weird message that we should read into it, that they're named the Saints, yeah. and yet they keep getting wronged? What yeah. are we supposed to glean from all of that? Um, I will learn mostly because... Some bad things have happened over a period of time. Why? Nobody will ever say why, but I think it's a mixture of, you know, karmatic energy. All right. Well, know? what happened? I don't know. Oh, I I've see. Heard, I've heard some bad some things. Some stories in the past. from a, like a 10 years yeah, or so. Yeah, I've heard, I've I heard see. some bad things. So I don't it know. It could what be. It is. That's a good theory. It's, it's some, I believe in karmatic energy. I believe in good things happen. I believe things coming back around, but uh, they're going to get over the hump. They're a great team. You know, that was a. That was a very questionable non-call, you know. I agree. I don't feel so bad for them, though, because, I don't. because I've watched other teams lose exactly. to them exactly. on bad calls exactly. this year. So I don't yes, feel yes, yes. too bad for them 100% agree. Uh, on that count. Um, so uh, you have that catch, and I'm, I'm sure you're yeah. already uh, have spoken five lifetimes on that catch on that Not moment. Enough. Not enough. Not enough. You love. Well, what does that feel like? Yeah. To know, I always I, it's hard to be um, lucid about what that the significance of that moment it mm -hmm. feels like. But are you do, do you have a sense of that that is going to live beyond me? That that yeah. I will eternally among football fans at minimum, everyone will see that play. Is there yeah. anything you would like to change about? what pose you struck in the end zone <laughs> do you wish you hadn't looked back is there anything you could have done differently because no. what's done is done it's on tape and yeah, now we're right. gonna watch it forever right, forever not really not at all actually it was like it was a perfect moment it was organic um i've never been a part of anything like that and it's more so a moment like uh not just minnesota vikings minnesota fans or anybody but uh football fans in general if you like football and you watch watching football it was a it was like one of those like gladiator endings, like things that don't happen, but uh, you made it out on top at the end kind of thing. So, yeah. I mean, it really, yeah. Immaculate reception in Three River Stadium in 72. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And pretty much after that, I think it's like the, the digs catch. Did you like the name that they gave it? It was kind of Minnesota Mirror. Yeah, it was just crazy. It was kind of like in the moment. And, you know, they, people don't, he said it like, oh, Minnesota's going to need a miracle right now. And it's going to be like, then it just happened. Let's talk quickly 2019. Yes, sir. What 
for well, actually 2018, you heard it all, in, especially in November and December as the season was winding down there, and you guys were kind of tracking in the right direction. I talked to Kyle Rudolph and yeah. around that time, and he said, you know, things are starting to come together, and then it, it, it kind of felt like it went the other way, exactly. as a matter of fact. Mm -hmm. um, how did it go down? I mean, you, you, I mean, you were probably standing right there, the Thielen and uh, Cousins back and forth on the sideline. By the way, did you jump in? And be, it was were you, crazy. Were you a peacemaker? If you watch it, like I was in the middle of talking to Coach, and I, like at the moment I kind of got over there, it was kind of over, and I was like, what, the, what happened? Anything happened? It was like it's not. They were just talking, but everybody was right there when they were talking. So it was like it wasn't like the usual when they get talking, nobody says anything. So. Uh, I kind of just watched it afterwards. I didn't know all that took place. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I didn't even know what was really said. Did you like in the locker room? Like, Kirk, is there something you'd like to say to Adam? Uh, I'd, like you to, no, I'd like you to shake hands hug and, and make apologize. Up, hug, hug and that make seems up. like the kind of guy you are. That you would do something Me? like that. I'm. I'm more the opposite of a peacemaker. I will make things worse. Let's get in a circle around it Kirk must, and Adam, must, and, and they fight uh, until get, until get it's it done it. with. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let them go. Let them go. <laughs> this all has to play itself out. Exactly. That kind of thing. What? Um, so, what needs to happen in 2019? What piece would you like to see added? Pieces, mm -hmm. free agency, draft, otherwise. Uh, you know, I, I really trust our guys. Every year, we've gotten pieces that's going to help us. You know, we went and got Kirk. Uh, you know, as far as like, went and got Sheldon Richardson, guys like that. And I feel like they're gonna add it. They're gonna add a bunch of more pieces this this offseason, just as far as like going into the new year, because you know we all got goals. You know we wanted we want to win it every year. You know what I'm saying? But it's gonna take one game at a time. So uh, I look forward to whatever we get. You get Dalvin rolling. I it's it, with, with with you guys. If you guys can bring that together, it seems like you'll be just about unstoppable. Yeah. The question that people were throwing out there rhetorically towards the end of the season: Can Kirk Cousins? win the Super Bowl do, uh, after a season with him do you yeah. buy him as a guy who can go the distance I'm 100% with him I, I believe he can win just because he has a winner mentality he has a winner mindset and he got winners around him you know it's gonna be it's gonna be huge to add a couple more pieces but uh he has everything that he needs as far as you know we have the talent on the offense and we have the guys that want to win we have good character guys that work hard so uh we got the solid we got a foundation built we just got to build off it well, uh, I lament for you and everybody up in Minnesota that you guys didn't get to play a home game last oh. year in the Super Bowl, but we look forward to seeing you. By the way, one last thing. Yeah. Tell whoever, get the dome off of that thing. Don't you see the you home field it, advantage you, you would you have? I know. That's, I it's kind of get you guys in the Lions. I say it all the time. Why dome the stadium and remove the home? I know you don't want to be outside. Nobody yourself. wants to be outside. Well, but it's a home, the, the road team will like it less than you. Listen, listen. It's negative 50 out there right I now. I get it. So what? Wouldn't it be great if there were a playoff game right now, <laughs> negative 50? It's a disadvantage for both. It's not a, it'd be a home field advantage for you, but all right, you go. I'll talk to him about it, though. We'll, okay, we'll if figure they won't do that, at least have them get rid of the black face mask, <laughs> the white, like or a the gray. Or the gray. Tell, will you, listen, you're a man of style. That's easy to see. <laughs> I want you to do the white or the gray face mask, and we'll call it a wrap. I got you. I got you. Deal to deal. Okay. And then also, I mean, the 14, oh, it's too late. We're, we're just going to stay with 14. All right. There he is, everybody. Stefan Diggs, uh, one of the uh, one of the more likable guys in pro football. You listen to Dave All right, so that's that. Good guy, like I said, Eddie Spaghetti, MVP. We will continue to keep our individual scorecards and see who has to get a permanent. I don't know when that's going to be. Maybe for like April Fool's Day. That seems appropriate.
to have to get a perm on the on that date. I think so. All right. Well, we'll, we'll play that by year. Um, in the meantime, we'll be back to keep getting you ready um, for the draft and free agency and everything else. Football season never ends. Neither does the game of life. We've got it all covered for you. Until next time, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.